Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Take a Moment. I am parked up one of my favourite locations. It's sunset, but I thought I would just sit in the car and do a little um, podcast for you all. And what I want to talk about tonight is, is food, can food be an addiction? Because I've, I was reading something online and it just sort of popped up. Somebody, to be fair, they were very thin, said, you know, food's not an addiction, food's a something that we have to you know the easy sort of comment of food's an addiction because we die without it type of thing and and i was like no no and i my personal belief and i'm talking to someone who who's experienced you know making bad decisions on nearly every meal for years on end and physically having the appearance to prove it i'm kind of around about i'm gonna say at least six stone over my optimal weight probably more probably seven or eight um, although optimal weights are very low. So I think probably definitely six stone could easily be lost from me and I'd look a lot better for it and feel a lot better for it. So I believe that food <clears throat> is an addiction. Why? Because I eat what I, what I know is bad for me because you always know the how. So I, I eat what's bad for me, even though I know it's going to hurt me. Now that's the same as a, a drug taker who takes narcotics because they want the pleasure, they want the feeling of taking the drugs. I'm not saying the hit is as stark as drugs because we know there is a, a specific high that you get a form of that from food, but not a not sort of a narcotic high. Although I've never experimented to know like how, uh, how stark that is. Although I have had uh, quite a high dose of morphine when I had a, a broken arm many years ago when I was 18 and I can remember that washing over me in a sort of pleasurable way. And if that's what drugs do, then I can well see why people get addicted to taking them because it wasn't an unpleasant feeling. I was in a lot of pain with, with my arm, but I just remember like a wave of water just washed over my body and I thought, ooh, that's good. And, uh, you know, so I kind of get that kind of... I know morphine's like a heroin substitute, so maybe I have been had a little bit of experience through through an injury as to what that's like and food's definitely not as good as that but um you get a sense of it there's a certain high there's a certain satisfaction well what people don't realize about what i would say a food addict is that fundamentally at least in my experience i think this can be shared by others i've never interviewed what i call sort of very overweight people who can uh, say whether this is true or not but when i eat especially when i'm eating sort of I love me stodgy foods, like me breads, mainly. Um, very carb foods, like a bit of a carb monster. Um, what happens is that I eat until I'm I'm like stuffed. Basically that I'm like, I, that I can't eat anymore, that I want that feeling of being completely full. It's actually feeling of being stuffed. Now, when I was doing things right and I got my habits in order in 2018 and I could go into the reasons as why I managed to do that, basically without going into too much detail because it's quite personal is that everything lined up in my life relationships friendships uh professional life um interests outside of work i was involved with the football team i had a new business starting alongside my changing professional situation so everything was was forward looking and positive so i found the change to be relatively straightforward it was just another thing that that i was able to change that made a big difference and my life went really well for about five or six months slowly i started losing the things that were good and then unfortunately 
I started making poorer decisions. But what I learned in that time was that I would eat until I was not hungry. And I got, you get used to that feeling. If you're a smaller person, you live with this every day and you won't even notice it. But actually, instead of feeling stuffed, I just felt like I wasn't hungry. And that feeling of being not stuffed was actually quite addictive in itself. So it was just of having had enough food so you weren't hungry anymore. And that felt really, really good. And I would have that feeling throughout the day. I got used to not being hungry, but not feeling full either. Just that kind of okay feeling. Now, again, I find that hard to explain because I'm never like that. What a big person starts to do is when they're not feeling stuffed anymore, they think that's hungry and they want to eat again. It's a mental state. Um, and it's, it's, it's really quite... And that's when you get, you know, someone who any sort of non-stuffed feeling you're ready to eat again and, and it's it's a for the first two days when you do things correctly it's torture because you, this is the addiction element because your body just screams to be full again and i mean like to the brim you know to really stuff themselves and everything's stacked against a big person which is a really hard thing to know because when you when you expand your stomach when you fill it you're sort of expanding it so you need more food and it's like a vicious circle. But that means that the, the, the void when you stop and you do it right is even bigger because your stomach's bigger than someone who does things properly. And you then feel really bad, really empty. And, you know, you have to go through, I think, what's kind of like a withdrawal. You have to put yourself through the two or three days of, of, of pain. And it really is pain. I can remember at around 2 p.m. on the first day that I did my diet properly, where I was literally on the sofa and, and I honestly could have sobbed because I was so upset. I wanted something to eat so bad. It wasn't hunger. It was just that addictive need, that craving to to fill my body up with food again. And I remember thinking, no, I'm not gonna do that. But by gum did it hurt. You know, it really, I remember being almost like physical pain that my body was like, you know, you are gonna eat something. and. Even to this day, at two o'clock in the afternoon, because that's when I used to finish work, um, when I was working part-time when I was a counsellor, I used to go home and eat something every single day when I was being a, a bad boy in the, in the mid-afternoon. And the way that I got it sorted was that I would come in at two o'clock um, and I would go to bed because I, had, I used to work in the evenings on my emails and stuff because that's when residents were at home. So I used to not do a lot in the afternoons. So I'd have an hour. Now, what's happened then is that because I got into that habit of trying, and that's the way, you know, you can't eat when you're asleep unless you sleep each, which is a totally different thing. Um, so what I what I now find is that at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when I'm working full time, <laughs> I'm starting to want to go to sleep. Um, so I do tend to try and take at least a small break. I don't go to sleep, but I try and get up from my desk, you know, go and have a drink of water, get myself hydrated. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a real kind of a procedure you've got to go through. You've got to learn yourself like how do you and it's I feel like that's also an element of why food can be an addiction because I've had to really unpick my visceral reactions about food apologies for the stammer there um I've had to unpick my visceral uh food approaches so I've had to for example when I'm doing things right I look forward to my next meal I'm on a countdown so for example I know that I eat during the day, and this is I get the benefit of intermittent fasting as well. 
from breakfast, I have my, my Weetabix, but I'm thinking about lunch. And I'm, what I'm actually doing is thinking, well, I'm not having bread for my breakfast, and that's what I'll have at the minute when I'm being naughty. But I'll look forward to having it at lunchtime. So I'm thinking that I just kind of have to eat something now, but actually I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is lunchtime. Um, and then I just get on with my day. And I find the first two hours after I've eaten in the morning, piece of cake, think of that like a green or a traffic light, no problem at all. From maybe half ten, I'm thinking about it. From 11 o'clock till 12, I can eat the scabby horse. But then really the, the sort of the, the empowering thought must be, well, actually, I only need to really try hard for an hour. Then I get my lunch. Again, once lunch is finished, 2 to 2.30, no problem at all. Then I've got to think about it. So at that point, I try and have a lot of water, just get the water in me. And I've got used to drinking water. Um, for a while, I'd almost completely replaced Diet Coke with it. And I want to get a little bit that towards that balance back because it does you a lot of good. Um, and then I start to plan my tea. And I'm thinking, right, from like what I used to do was from five o'clock, I would start cooking. Well, I'm not able to quite do that now because I have to work till half five. So um, usually I can sometimes get sorted by quarter past five um, and start my cooking then and then have my tea. And then it's all about me just getting through the evening, just going upstairs. And what I've done is I've put my last insulin upstairs and I can test and I can and I don't eat anything before bed. I just have water and I find that that's quite easier. I get to 11 o'clock, I have my overnight insulin and then I go to bed and I watch a YouTube video and guarantee that even if I'm hungry, I'll drop off to sleep and I'll wake up in the morning and I'm ready to go again. Now, there's a lot there to think about, but if you, that's my kind of story. But all of that has been conscious decisions and mindset thinking. Like, How do I get through? the day how do i how do i stop myself from just driving to mcdonald's and getting a big mac which i could do anytime like i could eat all day i could be way bigger than i am now and i'm big enough because there's not a time where i couldn't just for example these buffets things that they're a nightmare because i just go back and back and back and, I, and if you actually put down in front of me what i'm gonna eat i'd probably be disgusted with myself on how much i actually can get through because it's just easy to eat loads i find <laughs> um i'm not one of these people that like gets half a you know a little tuna sandwich and then a sausage roll and goes oh i'm stuffed i mean I, I wish i could do that i'm not sure if people really believe that or whether they're just depriving themselves and because you have to i think as well to, to be successful with food i think you've got to find a way of not being hungry all the time because ultimately you're just destined to fail i've got a friend who's always telling me oh mate i've lost 10 pounds this week and He's lost 10 pounds that many times that he must have been putting on 10, you know, when he's not talking to me because he must have lost about seven or eight stone on the times he's told me he's lost 10 pounds. And the reality is he starves himself. So he has these, like, couple of weeks where he starves himself, so he drops a little bit. But then he eats again. What he doesn't do is solve his um, bad habits by actually changing... The basic foods that he eats so what i do for example is i'm trying to um reach a position where i change what i eat so for example i found that i could have scrambled egg beans a little bit of bacon and one slice of toast for lunch and that felt like a cooked breakfast when in fact it isn't a cooked breakfast but it sure tastes like one because the only thing you're not having that i would normally have is a hash brown and some sausages well i could do without that but i have a nice bit of bread I get to mop up the beans, you know, and I have that taste where I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know what, I've just had a really nice lunch there. 
all of that, if you're looking at Weight Watchers, is kind of free on the Weight Watchers plan. Um, and then I've basically from there, I've had a Weetabix in the morning, a free thing in the e in the afternoon. Then I have like a roast dish dinner in the evening, which will be mashed. And again, I have some bread again because I love my bread. But then I've gone from what I eat now to two bits of bread. And that to me is sustainable. Now, I might not be able to do that when I get to 15 stone, but I'm probably about 21, 22 stone now. So I can worry about that when I get down to a weight that's realistic for me. And to be honest, guys, looking at what weight, like what shape I was when I was 18 stone, another two stone off me there would have probably been enough. And I would have probably got to about 15 and a half and been quite happy with it. Um, and then, you know, at 15 and a half stone, you can still eat a decent amount of food. You know, it's just about being sensible with diet and exercise but that's that's my plan so yeah a bit of a long-winded ramble about food but i definitely think there are addictive elements to it um it's one of the hardest things ever because bad food is so nice you know Let, let's be honest a big mac is way more tastier than, than some lettuce i'm sorry but it is um i wish it wasn't <laughs> but i wish that big macs were good for you and everyone would be thin you know um I'm not going to do what that guy did in the in America who just eats them. That's all he eats, two two of them a day. But that's not going to be my uh, my experience. Um, but yes, it's all about balance and it's all about effort. But the challenge for me now is finding the impetus to do it right by without the things that were good in my life at the time because everything kind of worked out well in 2017 for a little while. To allow me to do the good decisions uh, that I need, and that's really my my big challenge and what I want to do. So yeah, I'm going to call it a day there. There's obviously tons more that I can talk about in relation to diet, but I don't want it to become a hi. This is Malcolm. This is what I had for breakfast, and and then when I mess up, sort of lamenting all that sort of thing. That's not what I want to do. But I think there's a lot we can. You know, we all in some ways struggle with decisions around food but it's about you know understanding why you make the decisions don't just dismiss things as an excuse there may well be that but excuses are also reasons and unless you tackle the underlying factors of those reasons stroke excuses you won't be able to succeed um, and, and that'll prove to be very detrimental to you reaching your goals so it's quite easy sometimes to just you know look in the mirror and say I must do better but actually working out how, a real pathway as to how you do it, and, and clever little tricks that you can get through. I can get myself down to two bits of bread a day and not think I've dropped at all. That's quite powerful because that'll mean results. So, yeah, I'll use this podcast as a as a support in terms of trying to um, keep on the right track because it is really hard. You know, as much as I can talk about I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, there's a reason why I haven't so far for a long time because it's bloody hard and because it's a lot easier just to say, you know what, I've had a crap day at work. I'm having a crap day at work. Let's have a brilliant, let's have a, you know, big lunch. Let's nip across to Weatherspoons and enjoy myself for an hour. Uh, very easy to do and nobody's going to tell me off because I live by myself. There's no bosses. Um, you know, very, very easy to make, easy to make bad decisions. But it's actually quite easy to make good decisions as well, which is why I'm going to try my best to do that. So, yeah, Operation Improve My Life is always ongoing. Should always be everyone's open tasks. And um, I'll see you guys on the, net, the next Let's Take a Moment. 
and uh, thank you for listening in. It's, uh, I hope it wasn't too much of a ramble, but um, a little bit of something different. And obviously, we'll. I'm, I'm always looking for ideas and suggestions on on managerial concepts, personal development concepts, people management stuff like that. I love talking about stuff like that. So do get in touch if you have any ideas. And uh, other than that, I will speak to you on the next. Let's take a moment podcast. So bye for now. Have a great week and I'll speak to you soon.